What's up, everybody? This is Malika from Malika's Bakes, chilling with Just Heck on Just Another Podcast. Perfect. You did it. Good job. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of Just Another Podcast. I am your host, Just Heck, and tonight I have a very wonderful guest just because of the products that she makes. Um, She makes the most awesome cookies in Brooklyn, in my opinion. I'll put her cookies up against anybody. Notice I said Brooklyn. I didn't say Manhattan. Because uh, in Manhattan, there's a bit of competition. But in Brooklyn, I can't see anybody touching her cookies. Um, tonight, I have Malika Hum of Malika's Bakes with me tonight. Malika, how are you doing tonight? I'm good. I'm good. How are you? Doing well. Can't complain. I had dinner and uh, I'm well fed. So I'm not too distracted tonight. So I'm going to. I'm gonna get to this interview. I've, I've I've been pretty excited to do this interview. It's been a, it's been a long time coming. Oh really? Tell me why. Um, just cause I I like I like helping people that I know who are awesome gain yeah. any kind of exposure that I can, and you make the most amazing cookies. Oh, I um, those cookies that you gave me that time, I was so mad at myself because I, I had to like stop eating like chocolate and stuff for a little bit. I, I was know, so bro, mad. I, I was so mad. But uh, my wife was very happy to eat them, believe it or not. You well, know? I'm sure she made the personal sacrifice. <laughs> yeah, she you know? she definitely laid on that grenade. You know, <laughs> She was like, no, I'll do it. It's okay. I got this. That's okay. Mm-hmm. She took one for the team. Took one, yeah. Yeah, right. That's okay. You are owed cookies, and I will give it in the way of a surprise. I'm all about surprises. Thank you. I appreciate it. Although, you you sent me cookies. You sent me oatmeal ones, though, which were, yeah. again, amazing. Um, oh, last week, I think, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah those were amazing. Um, nah, and you do, you work wonders in that kitchen with cookies and baked goods, so. Thank you very much, Sitting you know, right now, covered in flour. Sitting right now, covered in <laughs> flour. Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> before we get into your cooking endeavors, um, I feel like people should hear, like, you know, your origin story. Like, what, you know, um, how did, you know, did you grow up in Brooklyn all your life? Because you, you live in Brooklyn right now, right? Something yeah, like I live in Brooklyn. Grew up in Brooklyn all your life. Like, what was that like growing up? What were your, you know, experiences? Yeah. And did anything um, during your life, uh, you know, what 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 helped you become this amazing cook? And you know, and anything else you want to add in between that? You know what's funny? I don't even think of myself as an amazing cook. I kind of think of myself as liking to cook. 
you know Sounds, so it's like he's begging son need to <laughs> i'm very bad at accepting praise as most new yorkers that. are yeah yeah but yeah. no i'm born and raised in brooklyn i live in brooklyn raising my family in brooklyn nice oddly enough i feel like that never really happens anymore like you live and then you stay you know <laughs> <laughs> it's not a thing. People will move around. I've never moved around. That's okay. a good thing or a bad thing, but yeah. Born and raised in Brooklyn. My husband is from Queens. Okay. Shout out to your husband. Shout out to Roosevelt Island. Roosevelt Island. He grew up on yes. Roosevelt Island. He sure did. Wow. I never knew anything about Roosevelt Island before I met him, right? I just did. Right. I just I right. took the train past it all the time. <laughs> I've never been until that until I met him. I never knew it even existed. Wow. Yeah, yeah. No, I know it existed. I just I didn't even know people lived there. I had it confused with the other island. With Ward's Island? Yeah. Well, no, yeah. not Ward's Island, because that's where all the shelters are. There's a governor's island. Oh, something like that. Oh, well, there's I another, agree. yeah. Something like that. But yeah, um, my family, most of my family lives in Brooklyn. Um, parents are from Haiti, so grew up first gen. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, around a lot of family, still around a lot of family. Just pretty kind of close knit. I did the typical Brooklyn thing: public schools and Catholic schools mixed in. And what part of Brooklyn? Um, South Midwood. South Midwood, okay. South Midwood. I'm very specific when it comes to what part of Brooklyn. Okay. You're the only person I've ever met from South Midwood. South so. Midwood. That means like, like the area around like Brooklyn College, Flatbush Junction. Okay, I've heard of Flatbush Junction. And Brooklyn yeah. College, I've heard of it, but I've actually, I I think I might have, I, I think I might have did a health fair there back in the day or something like that, but I don't. Yeah, I, I could literally see the field from my bedroom. Wow. Yeah, yeah. So I've been like a Brooklyn girl. But right now I'm um, still in Brooklyn by Prospect Park. Prospect Park, very beautiful around there. It's come up, yeah. it's come up. I know, right? Well, the it's area is changing a lot. Yeah, the yeah, area is it's come up. I remember yeah. Prospect Park uh, back in the day. <laughs> it's very, very sketch. <laughs> very, very um, but yeah, I kind of grew up baking, cooking, being in the kitchen, experimenting a lot. Yeah. And it's baking has always been something that I've liked to do. Again, nothing like that. I thought that I was particularly good at, mm -hmm. but um, the talent, I guess, I'll take it as a talent. Who taught you how to bake? Um, I think like a little bit of everybody. My mom likes to cook. My mom is an amazing cook. She Shout out to mom. Like random things, so I just feel like I I watched a lot of TV growing up, and I mean an obscene amount of TV growing up. Okay. Um. So that kind of shaped me, like old school kind of like PBS. Like you remember PBS, like watching PBS. Of course, you know, Reading Rainbow. It's my favorite show. Yeah, I I that's the theme song. All those cooking shows. I would I would tune out after reading after the theme song, cause I, yeah, it was amazing. I can do anything. It was amazing. That that song was just uplifting. And then you know, Jordy LaForge would come on, and he'd be like, I call him Jordy LaForge because I keep forgetting his name, his actual name. So I call yes. him the Star Trek name. 
But uh, yes, I forgot, <laughs> I forgot his name too. Yeah, Lavar yeah. Burton. It's Lavar Burton. I was like searching in my head, like yeah, they wanted him to do Jeopardy, right? I don't know, do they? You yeah, know, they wanted be a great him to host. Jeopardy. Yeah, he'd be a great host. But yeah, I remember watching like Julia Childs and Jack Pepin, just like loving to mm. try things. I've always tried things. My mom always tries things. So I did it a lot. Okay. Baking was just one of those things that I attached myself to, I guess. Nice. So you grew up in South Midwood. Yeah. Okay. What was that like? What was that South like growing Midwood. up? Um, you know, it's still very much the same in my opinion. It's a little bit, it's a mix of cultures. So you have like the Jewish culture, which is why I'm very specific and say South Midwood, because if you say Midwood, that's like the Jewish part of Brooklyn. So Midwood was Queens. I'm so like out of touch with oh. the, that other borough. But no one talks about Queens. Nobody cares. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Anyway, yeah. I, yeah, I'm sorry I mentioned Queens. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was just very um close knit neighborhood. I we knew a lot of people, um, in our neck of the woods, so to speak. We all went to the same high school. I literally feel like my little block radius felt like a little village. Nice. If that makes any sense, you know, and a lot of the people. I still kind of see every now and then some people were still kind of connected to with six degrees, you know, of separation, nice. you know, people move around. But yeah, when I think about like growing up in Midwood and growing up in general, I I had a blast growing up. I had a great childhood growing up when I wow. think about, it, you know, a lot of cousins around, a lot of family around, just like Phil, Phil, Phil. Right. Yeah. That's awesome. You are the first person that I've ever talked to from Brooklyn that didn't, you could, that didn't have, like I can tell you, you had a, like a well, you were brought up in a well, like a well brought up, you know, like your family was okay. well put together. Um, mm -hmm. And not to say that there wasn't any situations that, you know, nothing that you've disclosed, but Everyone that I've ever met from Brooklyn has some like scarring to them. That's like some trauma. <laughs> like they like they've been they done seen something or been through something and it was just yeah. like super traumatic. And it's like, dude. No, thankfully no. I can honestly say That's that awesome. growing up, I've no. Very typical first gen okay. household. So with awesome. both parents working double jobs, grandmother raising us primarily. Wow. Um, yeah, just being around each other a lot. Definitely. That's awesome. Like having some friends, but mostly family, like very tight kind of squad. Okay. To this day, I would still say to this day, it's very tight squad. So no traumatic, crazy... <laughs> that's awesome though skeletons in my closet no 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 I mean that is that is honestly but everyone that I've ever met too yeah. came from rough neighborhoods like East New York or Flatbush or yeah. Pony Island or yeah so those are you know I I never knew anyone anyone I knew from Brooklyn just had 
a story to tell. <laughs> I feel like, you know, that's perception. I think that yeah. if I were to ask mm -hmm. him, your cousin of mine, his, maybe he thought differently mm -hmm. about how he grew up or where we grew up, the mm -hmm. type of friends that he kept versus the type of friends that I kept versus being on the block, so to speak. We were all on the block, but it's like, how yeah. did you hang out on the block? Women are smarter than guys. So, yeah. you know, he was probably yeah. dumb enough to have dangerous friends and you were smart enough to have smart friends so yeah, it's true yeah. women are smarter yeah definitely yeah. all right well so pretty well off childhood growing up i mean pretty standard middle class that's awesome that is so dope it is amazing good job i mean honestly just <laughs> just you know i there are people that I know who, who didn't have that. And yeah. a lot of people that I've interviewed, in all honesty, came from single parent households. Yeah. And, and they're, you know, they had the one parent that, you know, struggled to make ends meet. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, very few. I think you're like maybe the third person that I've ever interviewed. And yeah. that, that wasn't on purpose. That just happened to be how the story played out. Yeah. And but it's dope. That's awesome. Well, I wonder if that changes, like, their path, you know? I mean, I think everyone's upbringing kind of shapes what you do and where you go and where you end it, up. Sometimes, it can. Sometimes. It can, but I mean, shoot. I'm pretty sure people would choose to live in a dual dual household. I mean, that's, yeah. I mean, you made it with the dual household. People made it without it. I mean, if exactly. you're going to make it, you're going to make it. I think, yeah, exactly. you know, it, I don't think one or the other. I think the one of the dumbest things I ever heard or I ever read, because you go on social media, you read a lot of dumb stuff, um, was talking about this basketball player who, you know, he was being provided for by his father, by his mm -hmm. parents. And they were like, oh, he'll never be the best basketball player he can be because he's he's being given too much. And like, wait, what, what, what does that mean? Like, that yeah. means, that's the stupidest thing. Like, and it just shows, you know, how out of touch you are. Like, right. because, but because he's black and he has to, he has to have just, he has to come from a single family household to right. make it like, no, it's not true. It's not true. No, I mean, the struggle right. comes in all types of forms. So, right. Yes. I agree with that. <laughs> comes in different yeah. ways. Just because you have, a two-parent household doesn't mean that you had like riches or anything. God, right. no. I didn't think it's like the view of the viewpoint of what we were shown versus behind the scenes, what was going on. Who knows what was going on behind the scenes? But it wasn't out for us to see where we where it affected us in a way that mm -hmm. we knew it was happening. So God knows what was happening around us. That's true. That's awesome. No, shout out to mom and pop holding it down, raising a fine young woman <laughs> that makes great cookies. <laughs> <laughs> so you get, what What college did you go to? Did you graduate? Mm -hmm. Obviously, you, because I know I you. Delphi. Huh? When did you go you to? Mean? Adelphi. Okay. Yeah. I heard of it, but that's that's here in the city, right? Or is that, no, that's I'm upstate. Like on, it's both. They have one in <clears throat> Manhattan and they have one in Long Island. Okay. Yeah. You tracked it out to Long Island? 
Or you stayed Checking in the city? I was a commuter, 1,000%. Oh, to Manhattan? No, Long Island. Why don't you just go to Manhattan? It's cheaper. Because they didn't have the program. Oh. They didn't have the social work program at that time. So, And I, I really kind of wanted to get away. I spent three years at BMCC. Oh, okay. So you went to BMCC first and then transferred to Adelpha? Yeah, which is funny because I tell your wife this all the time of how much of a screw up I was in high school. And people don't think that, you know. I don't get that from you at all. I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so he's cutting class and going to play cards in the lunchroom? Were you that kind uh, of screw type, up? Or? All types. Just... That's the horrible type. All the... <laughs> I, I used to hate that type. I used to be like, right? like I'd, cut, I'd be cutting class with a friend. I'd be like, where are you going? He's like, I'm going to go to the lunchroom. Like, for yeah. what? What are you doing? Yeah. Like, leave the school. Like, <laughs> I didn't cut like a lot. I feel like I didn't cut class like a, a lot, but high school to me, I just wasn't about it. It just it sucked. wasn't something that I was into. I didn't really take it seriously. It wasn't yeah. until like senior year where I was like, oh, I think I messed up. <laughs> you know, oh, you know, I got a. Put, get myself together here, you oh know. Oh my gosh. And so you're... by then it's like too late. Like I messed up. That's it. Done deal. Yeah. You see, here I come. But I think that was a very good decision for me, actually, because it did get me in check. Awesome. Yeah. I mean, you turned out great. <laughs> yeah. Despite. Yeah. Like a switch went off and I went to college and it just became like, you know what, you messed up and you got to get it together. And I never looked back and I just became like, I excelled in college. In high school, I didn't. I just wasn't, I didn't care enough in high school. Get it? Yeah. High school is high school. Like, it's a popularity contest, right? Or it's, I don't know, it's, high school sucked. I couldn't wait to get out. Were like, you popular in high school? Semi-popular. Yeah. Kind of popular. It depends. You were I, I was semi-popular. I wasn't, like, popular, but I had my moments. Um. Same. But like the uh, the minute I was able to join like a, uh, I joined this program in my senior year that allowed me to like get out of my senior year and just go work. So I was working for like the first, no, the first half of my senior year, I was in school. And then the second, the last semester, I was out. I was working in a hospital um, in actually on 18th Street. It used to be called, um, it's Mount Sinai now. I forget what it used to be called, but I actually worked in a- Like the Foundling, like New York Foundling <clears throat> or something? No, no, it was uh, Beth Israel. It was Beth mm -hmm. Israel Hospital, but now it's Mount Sinai. Yeah. Um, and I worked in a HIV comprehensive care center. Okay, cool. So that was like when HIV was like scary. In high school, you did that? Yeah, I did that in high school. So that sounds like a pretty cool opportunity for us. It was amazing. It was amazing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It also kind of screwed up my path a little bit. <laughs> I really? wanted to do something in computers, and then I went to work there, and I was like, I want to be like a social worker. And then. That's Crazy. Yeah, and then I first turned out like I didn't want to do social work at all. I was like, I don't want to do that either. So I kind of like ended up getting yeah. caught in the middle. I was pre-med. Pre-med. I was like, wow. mm, 
I kind of suck at math. This is not for me. I'm not. <laughs> I don't think this is going to be a viable profession for me. Math is always, pardon my French, but math is always fucking shit up. Like, why do you got to know math? What? You're not going to use algebra to cut somebody open. Honestly, You're not going to be like three fourths yeah. plus four fourths is. Is let me <laughs> give him some blood. He's dying. Like, Right, the cosine of like you just gonna yeah. cut them open, yeah, fix so them that's up. That's totally changed, yeah. But thank yeah. God for community college, they they allow for ridiculous changes that don't break the bank, right? So, Very thank true. God for BMCC. Shout out to BMCC for yeah. Shout out to being shout out to all CUNY schools, but shout that's out to BMCC right. especially. They totally underrated. I'll tell you. No, definitely, definitely. So. You were a knucklehead. You were dealing candy on the side in high school. You were a candy dealer. You was, you was selling Skittles and Oreos. And then you was like, you was like, I gotta get my life together. That's what I'm gathering from all this. You know, you were selling now laters and all of the really bad candies. You was like, I gotta get my life together. These streets ain't Ain't it anymore? Yeah, that's right. You went to BMCC. I went to BMCC. Um, I walked in. I actually told Josie this just a couple. I think uh last week. By the way, Josie's my wife. Josie's the For wife. The people that are listening, she's not just mentioning just anybody. She's yes, mentioning yes. my wife. So I recall yeah. like walking in like those career centers like in colleges, right? Because nice. I wanted to find a job, you know. So I walked into this career center and this, you know, the coordinator was like, you know, have a seat, take one of those like computer computerized tests that tells you what to do with your life, you know. <laughs> like, okay, let's do this, you know. So whatever I don't know, whatever it is I said, he said, Come with me, real quick, come with me. That's all he said. So okay. So I walk, you know, down the hall, up and down or whatever, and he brings me to the academic advisement office. And he meets, he introduces me to this just like a very regal looking black woman and says, uh, Malika, this is Frida. Frida, this is Malika. Frida, you're going to hire her. Have a nice day. And he looks, walks away. And I was like, uh, okay. So he's, I sit down and I'm, she's just chatting me up and she's the director of academic advisement. Nice. You know, she, you know, she was like, "Yeah, I think I'm gonna. You're gonna start. You're gonna start Monday." Oh, nice! And that was that. And that really was the pivotal moment for me. Yeah. That was pivotal because she really guided and mentored and shaped how I then saw education. You know, and then I became an academic advisor, and I'm helping all these people with their courses and transferring, and I knew transferring like the back of my hand. So when it came to wow. going away to a four year, she's really the one like, you know, Adolfo is coming tomorrow. You know they're gonna take your credits, so don't play around. <laughs> take your transcript downstairs. Oh wow! And wow. I did that, and then that was the end of that. And I went downstairs, and I remember them telling me like, you know, you know. We're going to take everything that you have here. Stay here one more year. Take this, this, and that. Wow. Do not leave yet. By the right. time you get to us, you are going to be straight into the program. You will not have to do any 
like two right. wrecks. And that's exactly what I did. So I spent an extra year at, at BMCC and got to Adelphi and went straight into the program. Awesome. Easy. You know, awesome. Next, so. And I'm glad that that, that, uh, that work opportunity presented itself because I know. it's a hard, you know, got you out the street selling street candy. <laughs> so only so many so many boston baked beans and lemon heads you can pedal out there man it's crazy you got me on the straight path straight path straight and narrow it really okay. did i'm okay. not even lie. it really did but i was so, a commuter so i commuted every day okay so you said you were pre-med but that's not what you do anymore i mean that's not what you do currently um, so how did no, you switch how did that happen i took you know what um i had like a, a boyfriend in high school who had a lot going on and oddly enough we lived on the same block but his perception of the block was totally different from what I experienced obviously when like the whole gamut of single parent like barely Mm -hmm. barely parent raising himself essentially right um on the streets like really reckless like just like and I was like the polar opposite and living in a house with parents and family and you know very everything whatever I needed you know at my disposal and the opposite of the spectrum was this person that I was with you know who had a social worker who had caseworkers up the you know just in and out of group homes doing that whole jazz you know and I just started I took a human services class Mm. human services 101 at BMCC those are so much fun yeah, I tried it yeah. out. and Psychology I, sucks, but human services is, is a lot more fun. services was mm-hmm. the best. Human development mm-hmm. was the best. And I mm-hmm. took those classes, and I changed my major. That's awesome. Yeah. Oh. And I was, I was like, well, I know what social workers do, and I've seen what social workers have done to yeah. support and or not support in various areas of his life. Yeah. I want to do that. I can do that, you know. And yeah, I just here I am. You do it very well. Awesome. You're married, right? How'd that happen? <laughs> How'd that happen? How'd that happen? <laughs> well, free story is he actually we actually went to the same high school but did not know each other in high school. I think he avoided you because he saw you peddling street candies. Probably. Probably. He was he was like a good kid, you know. He was on a straight. He's a he's a he's a very great man. I mean, he's awesome. Very straight kid, you know. Definitely. So we didn't know each other in high school. Um, I went to Adelphi. He went to CW Post. He's CW a year Post. ahead of me. Yeah, he's a year ahead of me. So he graduated, and I did the BMCC path. Oh, he he's a he's a year ahead of you. That's why he didn't know you. You were beneath him, like. Mm. Oh mm-hmm. well. Okay. I'll give him credit for that, sure. <laughs> <laughs> different groups, different groups. <laughs> different hangout spots, different everything. Sure. But I get it. He like graduated way ahead of me because I went to BMTC. I've been for several years. I did the whole like different mm-hmm. college years, you know. So um I was interning as a social worker on Long Island. And he just happened to work a very large nonprofit on on Nassau County, and he worked in one of the um, 
facets of that nonprofit. Wow. That I would actually go to just like once a week for an hour, just to do my supervision. Didn't know him. It was like a, hey, whatever. How you doing? Whatever. In and out. Because I work in a totally different, I work in the group home. Mm, that's rough. Especially right. out there. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. But we ended up not knowing. Like, I never saw him. We never worked in the same office, never in the same group. But we had one person in common. And when they switched programming, we ended up working together with this one person in common. And we all went to happy hour. And I remember us all in the village, off of like West 8th at happy hour, a whole slew of us from Long Island went to the city and everyone, the word around the table was, so you guys are dating. And I'm like, I don't even know his name. I never even really met him before because the company was that large that we never really crossed paths for more than a second. So just this one person that we knew that was a mutual person. So she invited us all out. And everyone thought that we were dating. So the office thought that we were dating. I'm like, how could we be dating? And everything, I don't know who this person is. You know? So right. that was like the first time that we had like a meal together, drinks and a hangout. Right. And it we started working in the same um, facet of that company just so happens they put us together and it came out that oh i went to midland like you did not like i went to midland aren't you from queens I'm like why was someone from queens what a move that's crazy you know and, we, <laughs> <laughs> and um and then we say yeah bring your yearbook to work tomorrow and we did and you know long story short wow office, office romance wow that's yep. that's awesome that was back when he was a social worker and he abandoned social work. Uh-uh. Yeah, to become a teacher. So long okay. time ago when he was a social worker on Long Island. <laughs> random, really um, random. Okay, that's awesome. Yeah. And so, you know, first comes love, then comes marriage, then comes... Then comes two little uh, children. Oh, Two little boys, yep. Two yep. little boys. Two little boys. We've been married now for, I want to say 13 years, 12 wow. years. Wow. Yeah. Congrats. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Time flies. Time flies. Yeah. It's crazy. Especially when you're like, you know, you're, you're into the person that you're married to. And you guys right. share a bond and stuff like that. It's not like... No, it's not like the show Married with Children. No. It's like a like a prison sentence. <laughs> right, right. No. No. It happily it happily flew by, I would say. Awesome. Well, that's dope. Yeah. yeah. And so your children, I know mm-hmm. one one helps you cook. Chef Lucas. Lucas. Constantly shout him out whenever I see him cooking. In caps. <laughs> In caps. Yes, I, that. I appreciate. <laughs> I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Right. Yeah. Lucas loves to cook. Likes to be in the kitchen. Likes to be around. Joshua just kind of likes to be in the cut. Yeah, your children are so amazing. By the way, like, like I remember you were like, you would you called to check on them, and you were like, oh, we're just laying down reading a book. We're like, right. <laughs> it's very bizarre. Oh my god, like. 
They Such like they- it's the weirdest thing because everyone is like, "Well, what do they do?" I'm like, "They're reading." I don't know. Yeah, they like-, like they definitely got the good genes from their father because yeah, <laughs> 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 because I tell you, like I was like, I would not be reading books. <laughs> no, no, they do, they do regular kid things like Legos and Nerf guns and that's it. awesome. Yeah, that's what's up. Yeah. And you're very good with them too. I've observed like you like parenting and yeah. it's so unlike anything like I'd ever saw. Like it was oh, just okay. like, like you pulled to the side and you were like talking to him and it was that's not Chef Lucas, your other son. Oh, to Josh. Josh yeah, yeah, he's having like a tantrum and you were like, wait, and you pulled him to the side and I didn't know if you like whispered threats to him. But it was very like very calm. You just you like walked him through it. Then he came back. He was just like, "All right, I'm good." And he still had a little attitude, but he like walked him through it. It wasn't like parents that I'd seen. They'd be like, "Oh, somebody I'm about to smack fire out of somebody." Like it's yeah. it's very like respectful. It's very, and it goes a long way. You teach that you know you don't yeah. instill fear in your children. It's awesome. It was. It, I looked at that. I was like, "Wow." I was envious. Not gonna lie, I was a little jealous. I was a little jealous. I was like, "Why can I be parented like that?" <laughs> uh, why can I be parented? Like that? <laughs> I was like, I remember so my... that first gen, right? So yeah. I was definitely not parented like that. Yeah, listen, yeah. It, I just looked at that, and I was just like, "Man, like you did, you know, like your children are are really dope because of your parenting of them, and you, you know, you." positive reinforcement you mm-hmm. interact you interact with them you know you don't just shove an ipad in their hand yeah, um, yeah you know that's it's great that's awesome parenting i mean i feel like i'm trying to get them to be like communicators you know for several reasons on mm-hmm. top of the fact that they're boys and you know i don't want them to be in a position where they can't communicate how they're feeling to anybody at any given moment so i need to show them and model that communication if i can't communicate with my kid how am i going to expect them to communicate with somebody else effectively that is very awesome you know i mean it's a struggle we get there some days it's harder than others but i'm hoping that the the continuation of what we're doing is gonna create happy healthy communicative boys Oh, I think you're doing a great job at it. Well, thank you. They haven't hit teenage years yet, though. Exactly. So. Well, Josh is almost there. He's 11, so <laughs> let's see. Listen, I'm just going to tell you like this. Just be wary of the hard towels, okay? Just be oh. wary of them. It's going to happen. I'm a mother of boys, so <laughs> guess what? They have a father for that, and I'm not having those conversations. <laughs> I've told him that. Thank you, should. I don't think you should. I really don't think you should. I know nothing about that realm. I grew up with sisters. I grew up amongst a lot of women. Yeah. I'm not having that conversation. Seriously. I used to stockpile my own towels. They used to be like, nah, son. (laughs) Not sharing towels with any of you guys. You guys are horrible. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I don't know anything about that life. Ugh. I don't have enough time to explain it, but uh, you know, hopefully, I think I think. I'm a girl, so I grew up with you know sisters. Yeah. I don't know that. 
I think with the way you're raising them, though, I'm I'm pretty sure they will be just fine in communicating with their father about those things and stuff like that. And, yeah, that's because it is a little weird to explain those things to your mom. It's I don't want to hear it. That's not yeah. weird. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to yeah. hear it. Keep it. Keep it to yourself. Thank you. Yeah, it's a little weird. Yeah. Um, I I never had to talk. I just I just gathered from people I knew. Same. I literally got my one on one from the street. <laughs> I think right. Literally. Yeah, and the news too because I grew up during the HIV epidemic, so mm -hmm. it was just like ugh. Yeah. yeah. A lot of that was like misinformation back then. So God knows what we thought we knew and Yeah. Yeah. I remember Grid. National you know, Grid? What's Grid? Grid was What's gay related immune disease. Gang related Gay gay related. Gay related immune I've disease. I've never heard of that before. So in nineteen eighty one it was called Grid. A wow. HIV was called GRID because, or 80, because it was only prevalent in the gay community. Mm -hmm. And they were like, oh, yeah, only gay men can catch this virus. So yeah, everyone else is good. And they, by January of 81, a woman was found with it. And they were like, oh, so you, we can't call it GRID anymore. Back to the drawing board. <laughs> Back to the drawing board. Right. Come a long way. Yeah. So then it was the five H club. The four H club. Four H. The four H club. Which what's four H? I'm afraid to tell you because one of those H's represented your culture. So um, yeah. 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 And it was just like this just it was like no one understood the word stigma in the eighties. <laughs> you know what is funny? I've had I've spoken to my mom about that, and she was like, "What are you talking about? Like, are we living in a different world? Like, you don't remember like being like the whole Haitian booty scratcher or Haitian body?" Or like, "Oh my gosh!" She was shocked. I'm like, "Well, maybe it was like a younger thing. Like, you know, I'm first gen. You came here, so mm -hmm. like." I never heard Haitian booty scratcher. We oh call it African booty scratcher, but not no. a Haitian booty scratcher. It, yeah, it was Haitian booty scratcher, Haitian body odor. Haitian um, body odor. Yeah, wow. it was saying like, do you have HBO? Oh my god! Of course, you get caught. You're like, yeah, I got HBO. Yeah. I said I have HBO. Like, yeah, you do. Like, boom, got HBO, and then. Yeah, and I was like, oh, you're a Haitian boys, you know, Haitian body odor, Haitian body odor. Back then, oh, it was not yeah. popular. It's very popular to be Haitian now, you know, like back then, oh my God. No, you but be Haitian back then. Haitian or Dominican. It was, it was yeah, rough. It was rough, out there. it was rough goings for the <laughs> islands. <laughs> it was rough out there, you know. Now I mean, it's very fashionable. But people don't understand that Haiti was the birthplace of the first, the first empire on this, this right. side of the world. Right. And so the French that's got true. got jealous of that. They were like, wait a minute. <laughs> but that's, that's a whole other story. story. That's the narrative that Yeah. But that's, that's, that's a whole other podcast. That is a whole other podcast. Yes. Definitely. Yeah. I when I found that out, I was like, oh my God. Yeah. Get it. I told that to all my Dominican family. They were just like, oh, whatever. Like that's a, that, a that's, a tough, that's a tough pill to swallow. <laughs> You're a hater. <laughs> yeah. 
But I'm the most, I'm not the most, I'm not anti-Dominican. I'm just, I would just say things and they mm -hmm. would just be like, you know, because they're very, my father's family is very patriotic. They're very like pro-DR. Yeah. Um, and so I would just be, I'd be like, I'd say like little facts and they'd be like, oh, they'd be like, oh, why do you keep telling us this stuff? That you don't. You're not so full of your country. <laughs> so, yeah. So you kind of yeah. know the crimes of Yeah. You guys are backstabbers. I say that to Josie all the time. And she <laughs> she gets so mad at me. I mean, your country's backstabbers. <laughs> I was like, I was like, you're lucky that the Haitians forgive you guys. And she was like, oh, you don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, I do. I know the history. She gets right. so mad. Right. Every time I want to make her angry, I just say stuff like that. And she gets you gotta be nice. Be nice. <laughs> be a nice husband. I try. I try. I'm 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 90, I'm like 92%. So nice. I save eight percent, just I reserve I reserve seven percent and then the one percent where I'm actually doing something dumb that I gotta say sorry. Okay. Oh, one <laughs> the one that's one. Just oh, one. Because okay. that's all I need. It's one percent. That whole breakdown should be on a t-shirt. It will be. Husbands everywhere. <laughs> it will reserve, be. Reserve that 1%, guys. Reserve 1%. Yeah. That's all you need. Because, really, you know, I'm a great husband. Of course. It's just 1% where I actually have to say sorry. Then there's stuff that I'll do on purpose just to... just I just like to see her angry sometimes. Wow. I see her eyebrows flare up, and I'm like, one of those. <laughs> you want to see her furrow her brows. <laughs> so on to Malika's bakes. Malika's so how did that come about? Malika's bakes came about during the pandemic. Okay. Very very bored and trying new things in the kitchen i think like every other day i was trying something else every other day we were watching like bon appetit on tv and i'm like i can make that, I'll that. I'll that. you know and it was like always trying something and i'd always make cookies no matter what like cookies was always like my thing i'm not a cake person i hate cupcakes like i have a pie every now and then but a cookie i will never say no to a cookie a chewy cookie Chewy. I don't like right. the crunchy cookies. You can, you can keep that. I do not make crunchy cookies. Oh, okay. Yeah. And um, I made, you know, a couple cookies, you know, here and there. And I, um, who was it? A friend of mine has a juice shop. Shout out to Juice and Go. Nice. Bedside on Fulton and Kingston. Whoop, whoop. <laughs> and um, I just asked one day, I'm like, what do you think about because he actually started that business during the pandemic as well, you mm. know. So I was like, well, what do you think about selling cookies? And he was like, yeah, why not? Let's give it a shot, you know. And at the time, I was actually making gluten-free cookies for them. And then that turned into other people saying, well, can you make, like, non-gluten-free? I'm like, yeah, why not? You know, and it just kind of turned into me just trying different flavors out, tweaking things that I found, making them my own changing like the dynamic of like recipes that I would find to make it suitable from what I liked in a cookie. Um, and just here came Malika's Bakes, you know, it really just came out of nowhere. It was like nothing that I thought about, mm -hmm. like a plan that I had and it just like became. 
It's awesome. It's crazy. During the pandemic, most people were creating babies. You created a business. I didn't need any more babies to create. No, I wasn't trying to go there. I'm just saying, you know, you went, you actually created an income stream, which is awesome. That that became the baby, yeah. That became the baby. No, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I just remember seeing like your, I saw your page pop up and then I kept seeing like all the cookies would come out and stuff like that i was just like man and then i had then like you you sent like some samples and i was like wow yeah these cakes are i mean these these cookies are all important i I gotta reel people in with the samples you know yeah yeah, yeah. it's like crack (laughs) (laughs) he's getting one time one hit he's like oh The first uh-huh. one's free. After that, it's five bucks. <laughs> that's what I, you know what? That's what I did because I do sell them. Um, I still sell them at Juice and Go, but I okay. also sell them at a coffee shop in my neighborhood called Windsor Coffee. So shout out to them too. Windsor Coffee, Juice Windsor and Go. Coffee. Shout out to them. Definitely yeah. awesome. And I just like walked in. There's a little like mom and pop cafe mm-hmm. lawyer who decided he just wasn't going to lawyer anymore and decided to just shut it down and open up a, a coffee shop. Cute little coffee shop. Yeah. And I walked in. I was like, hi, I'm me. And this is what I do. And I live right there. And I'm in neighborhood, <laughs> you know, local, keeping it local. And I would love to supply you with cookies. And at the time, he already had cookies. And he was like, dead set. Like, we, are, we already get cookies from... Colson's and I was like wah, wah. like whatever <laughs> yeah, you know and my, <laughs> our clients really like our cookies and I was like all right you know he goes well uh, bring me a sample box I said okay so the next day I went with the sample box about eight six to eight different types of cookies and she was like I'll, I'll share it with my wife and I will let you know okay the next day, he was like, okay, I'll take this amount, this amount, and that amount. Let's start. Colson's was out the you door. You got me. You got me. <laughs> yeah, and he does not sell Colson cookies anymore. Why would he? Just mine. Just mine. I'm not going to slander Colson's cookies. I'm sure they're fine, but uh, yeah. You make a wonderful croissant, if you like. Um, <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I mean, we only we only slinging Malika's bakes over here. That's it. That's, it. <laughs> That's awesome. That's I great. really like jump started like me thinking like let me think bigger and let me like put it on the gram and let me do this and let me you know. That's really what started. That. Yeah. Yeah. Do a great job with that. No, it's dope. It's yeah, your cookies. Your cookies are a great product. I mean, it markets themselves be honest with you and i mean or not that it markets itself but more or less once you once you've had the experience of having one then you just know and i think the more the more free samples you provide (laughs) just keep giving out the samples (laughs) you know just you know just do like two two like a like a gift bag or something i don't know nothing you know not drugs related i'm just saying like you just say, hey, you know, here's, here's one cookie or whatever. I don't know, just, but yeah. you know, take these cookies and give it a shot. I, I, to me, honestly, your your only your main comp to me is Levain cookies. 
Levain cookies on. God, I used to love Levain cookies. Oh, oh my God. Like, I scheduled time to go yeah. get them. I mean, they they are a $5 cookie, and I buy like They're four or five. Oh, yeah, yeah, it got cut in half. Oh my gosh, and, yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah, it'll kill. Yeah. It's a decadent, it's a decadent treat. Levain cookies are a decadent. When you I first get them, oh my God, they are ridiculous. Yeah. Um, but I think if I had to compare, your cookies stay moist. Yes. Versus Levain cookies, they get they get hard, but they're still amazing. Like, you just put them in the microwave and they or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> they're yeah. they're they're dense, but they're delicious. Yeah. yeah. They're super it, rich. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a cookie. I'm a cookie snob, so I get cookie I get very cookie bougie. Ah! <laughs> I do. I won't get any just any cookie. I'm like, oh no, no, no. I'm, I'm, <laughs> no, I'll be honest with you. I don't you know, when it comes to like sweets or cookies, mm-hmm. the main cookies are it. Like I I'll go. Once in a while, if I'm lazy, I'll go to the corner. We'll go to the corner store. We'll get like, I'll get like a small thing of Oreos. Cause after the third one, I'm like, ah, I don't really want this anymore. I just wanted like two. Oreos has that kind of, like you can't like this nostalgia of an Oreo. Right. right. You cannot compete with yeah. an Oreo, in my opinion. I still buy Oreos. <laughs> I have a ton of Oreos. Uh, you know, my kids eat Oreos. I have, yeah. I'm like, wow. Yeah. <laughs> Oreos are, you know. My Muslim friend hates the fact that I still eat Oreos. So I have a, I have a friend who's of Muslim faith. So there's pork in Oreos, in Is the, in, in the fill, in the filling. Yeah, there's pork in that. Mm. Uh, there's a gel, the gelatin that comes ah, from a pig. Okay. So technically, if it comes from a pig, it's pork in his mind. And <laughs> well, yes. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, we went to the corner store one day and he was just like, all this, all this stuff got pork in it. And I'm like, oh nope, nope. I don't eat candy, so I don't really care. He was Most like those my vegan cookies. He was like, yeah, he was like, those Oreos, pork. And I was like, there ain't no pork in Oreos. He turned it over, read, I was like, oh, I guess there is pork in Oreos. I was like, oink, oink. <laughs> he, you can't escape it. I'm I'm sorry, but I don't. Just, it is what it is. Yeah, it is. I grew up in the culture, so I get the whole no pork on my fork thing. I gave it up for 10 years. And then, Did you? Yeah. And then my aunt, my father's sister, made this amazing pork shoulder one Thanksgiving. And that's it. It was out the door. 10 years down the drain and in one back. setting. Yeah. And then now I just, I don't, you know, we don't eat pork all the time. We eat it. Maybe once well, or twice a month. Have every now and then. Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. it's all about consumption, moderation. you know, moderation. Yes. Moderation. Like eating a cookie is all in moderation. Yeah, yeah. I actually don't eat very many cookies. People think, people ask me a lot, like, how do you not eat? I'm like, oh, I smell cookies like five days out of the week. I don't touch them. I could I could understand though because it's different when you're cooking them or when you're yeah. making them. It's a whole process. By the time you're done, like, you're not really hungry anymore. The it's last like, thing that I want is a cookie. <laughs> right. So. And there will be days like tomorrow, for example, where I'm going to be making over a hundred cookies tomorrow. Sheesh. Like I'm not gonna want to look at a cookie the following day. Ugh. Well, you know, whatever cookies you don't. I like marble. I'm like, wow, look at the cookies. Like, cute looking. 
but I'm like, eh, and I put it down. Whatever cookies you don't want to look at, you can send them to me. Them I'll look at I'll look at them for you. Okay. okay. Deal. <laughs> Deal. Well, Malika, this was an amazing interview. I I'm thoroughly enjoyed this. I enjoyed this time. Um, this was Thank dope. Thank you for having me. What is any last words? Famous last words is um nothing. Shout, <laughs> really shout out your businesses that you shout work out with to again. Malika's Bakes on IG on Facebook, Malika'sBakes.com for all your ordering. Oh, you got a dot com. Oh, I gotta put that in my favorites. <laughs> I didn't know I that. Advertise it as much as I should. I'm I star that. Right, yes. as soon as I get off out of this interview, I'm starting. Click, I'm putting that right on my bookmarks. <laughs> click to order whenever you. Sweet. Yes. I know where your wife works, so. It's true too. No, sh no shipping for you. <laughs> okay. Uh, what about the the places that you that that uh that that sell your cookies? What are those places again? So Juice. yeah, you can find my cookies at Juice and Go in Bedside off of Fulton and Kingston, and you can also find at Windsor Coffee, which is in uh, Windsor Terrace, Brooklyn, and that's on East Fourth and Fort Hamilton. Awesome, awesome, great stuff, man. Great stuff. So definitely support independent businesses. Yep. Support black businesses. Female um, businesses. Support female businesses. Yeah. Support female businesses. Definitely, female yep. black businesses. Small you know, business. small business. Definitely support. Support Malika's bakes. You you won't. You won't be sorry. They're amazing cookies. I'm being honest Thank with you. you. She didn't bribe me. There's no <laughs> under the table cookies being provided to me. I should have asked, but you know, I don't. I don't. You know, I like no, the right. I like I the interview you. to be authentic. I don't want it to be swayed <laughs> by any cookies or any sugars. <laughs> but uh, definitely support Malika's Bakes. She's on IG, as she said. She's on Facebook, Malika'sBakes.com. Yep. Um. Yeah, man. So this has been another episode of Just Another Podcast. I want to thank Malika Hung, also known as Malika's Bakes on IG, Facebook, malikasbakes.com. I want to thank you for your time, Malika. Thank um, you. I want to thank everyone out there for watching, tuning in. Have a great night. Be safe. Take care. Buy some cookies, but don't buy too much. Don't buy too much. Put help put her kids in couch. And uh, but you know, your teeth are your own problem. And we're out. Take care. Have a great one. And we'll see you at the next one. Be safe. Good night, everybody.